Welcome to Dr. C and the D, and I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, and we are going to talk today with my wonderful associate, Dr. Nicole Boudres, what we should know before starting IVF. So now, Nicole, IVF is a very, very exciting process, but it's also very scary, and and uh, patients are excited and anxious, and and usually when IVF occurs, it's for a reason in our practice, either they have hormones that are suggesting that their eggs are older, they need to get going, or their age is such, or there's a male factor, or their tubes are blocked, or, or they have failed other measures for pregnancy, and now they're ready to embark on IVF. So first of all, um, let's explain to them what IVF is all about and, and how the whole process works. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me on today, Carol. So IVF really each month when women have regular ovulatory cycles or, or release an egg, they are going to recruit one egg to be ovulated. So we know that you're born with all the eggs you're going to have in your lifetime. In each month, you're going to have a group of eggs that can be that are potential candidates for ovulation. So with IVF, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get all of those eggs that we that could be recruited to be recruited at the same time. So instead of growing one egg, like we do for a natural regular period, we're growing them all at the same time. So instead of getting one eggs, we can get multiple eggs. An egg normally takes about 10 to 14 days to grow. And so with IVF, it includes 10 to 14 days of medications during which time we're doing ultrasounds and blood work to monitor how, they, how it, they're growing. And then when the eggs are ready, we would do what's called an egg retrieval, where we would go in and suction out the eggs and the fluid around the eggs. And then we can take those eggs, fertilize them with partner sperm to create embryos. And those embryos are then transferred to the uterus at a later time. So it's a process and from start of your uh, period to getting the eggs out, you know, can take, you know, five weeks uh, if you're on birth control to get into our batching cycle. And then what happens is we would look at those embryos and either put an embryo back in at that time during that IVF uptime, or uh, many patients choose to do genetic testing of the embryos to know ahead of time if they are genetically normal or not, because all embryos look great under the microscope and you really can't tell a double A embryo, which means it's a very good looking embryo, maybe in fact, genetically abnormal. And you put that in and you're not pregnant. You look at us and say like, why? And, you know, it could be that that embryo just in and of itself was genetically an abnormality that is not conducive with getting pregnant. So we usually have uh, some tips about in preparation for IVF, what you should know and what you should be doing to optimize your success rate. So Nicole, what do you tell patients in their, when they're getting ready to do IVF? Well, I really think that this is a time to kind of go through baby boot camp and optimize their overall health. So making sure that their diet is as healthy as it can be, limiting alcohol, limiting caffeine. If you are someone who is a smoker or a vapor, or um, I know medical marijuana is used for many medical indications these days. So really, this is the time that we want them to be decreasing and optimally preventing or not using those. Also, this is a time where some of the supplements, uh, I know both of us, each new patient we see is getting an a tailored list of supplements. So they should be taking that as well as their prenatal vitamin. 
and doing anything that they can to reduce stress, exercise, things like that. And, you know, the plant-based diet, lots of antioxidants. And so people ask us all the time, what can we do naturally to improve fertility? So, you know, every guy makes a new mix of sperm every 72 days or so. Uh, a woman has a different kind of mix of eggs every 120 days. So what we do is even from the, hi, how are you? My name is Dr. Kowalczyk. My name is Dr. Boudry's. Uh, in addition to highlighting what a fertility workup is, we start that regimen right that day, meaning a plant-based diet, um, because there's a lot of antioxidants in fruits and vegetables, nuts, whole grains, um, sugar challenge. So uh, eggs don't like sugar and high sugar. So uh, maximize your bad sugars, 24 grams uh, a day. Uh, physical activity, increasing that blood flow, watching your BMI. I mean, there are some studies suggesting that a BMI over 30 is like getting a 40 year old pregnant because the higher BMI makes the eggs older. Some recent data suggests maybe the BMI isn't as much of a factor, uh, but you still want to get that BMI. You know, I think there were some studies that said a BMI over 38, some, study, some other ones said BMI over 35, significantly decreases your pregnancy rates and increases your miscarriage rates. So, you know, trying to keep that in mind when you're preparing for an IVF. Um, also, there is a cutoff of doing IVF even. So uh, a BMI over 40, we are unable to do the IVF for more or less respiratory risks because we're doing this in an outpatient setting and we don't want to have any any risks with regard to the anesthesia so um you know there's a cutoff for most fertility centers that they won't do it unless that bmi is under 40. physical activity again that blood flow is going to improve getting those antioxidants into those ovaries um, and also uh acupuncture is going to help with stress and uh, it may also help with the uterine environment. So, you know, getting a healthy base, like like Nicole said, baby boot camp, I love that, um, is is uh, getting a healthy base in preparing preparing for your IVF uh, is going to be really important. So, I just like to add one thing about the BMI. So, I know we've kind of focused on the higher BMIs, but I think one of the we also know that a lower BMI can also have a negative impact on patients going through IVF. So a BMI that's less than 19, we actually will ask patients to increase their caloric intake to help get them above that because we know that that's associated with a decreased uh, pregnancy rate. Right, and, and that's probably because they're not having enough uh, healthy fats or whatever to make the reproductive hormones to then, you know, make a good egg. So, you know, I don't know about you, Nicole, but I look at a potato chip, I gained five pounds, but I, I look at, the, I look at those, those patients and you know, these poor things, their BMIs are like 18. And, and I, I look at them, and I'm like, okay, you need to have more. And they're like, I try, I try, I'm eating, you know, a ton. And I'm like, A, I'm jealous of your metabolism and B, we got to figure something out. So along those lines, we have a wellness center that goes with Michigan Center. It's called In Harmony, and we've always had it, which we're very proud of. And in this wellness center, you will have those tools to help you uh, have the best you you can be before IVF. So we have nutritionists, we have personal trainers, we have a massage therapist, acupuncturist, we have stress management counselors. So, and with our IVF services, you get, I think, with three complimentary services to go along with your IVF package. So, you know, we both, I think Nicole and I feel very strongly about the ability um, to give you the tools 
to, to help you succeed in preparation for that IVF. Absolutely. I hear great things all the time from patients who have met with our nutritionist, Adrian, and how much she has helped them. So, uh, you know, acupuncture, I love it. I feel like we should uh, take some time for ourselves too. And I don't think people do really right. give themselves that pampering and that time to, that they need. So really taking care of yourself and putting your health and well-being as number one is important. And I think that's a problem as a woman because we're nurturers. We uh, take care of everyone else. And, uh, you know, they, and, and there's, there's a, a thing out there that, you know, a guy, a woman says she's tired in the evening. And what does she do? She takes away, take, cleans the dishes, empties the dishwasher, puts a load in the wash, puts the kids to bed, read them a story, uh, gets set for the next day, makes the lunches. A guy says he's tired and he goes to bed. You know, so it's like there's two different definitions of of taking care of yourself. And and and, and the important thing is to be selfist, not it's not being selfish. So women feel like they're being selfish if they take that time to work out or eat better or get a massage. But that's very important. The other thing that you should know before starting IVF, before you're not shocked, is the financial piece. So, you know, it's important. That is a big deal for a lot of patients. And uh, the financial piece is, you know, 90% supplies, right? And it's not factors that, that are our fees, but it's the culture media, the Petri dishes, the, the uh, 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 fluids we need, the needles we need, catheters we need, and things like that. But it might be good to know what the financial piece is with your insurance companies ahead of time and then plan for that and not be shocked or not expect what that cost should be. The other thing is that more and more insurance companies are covering IVF. So it's good to know and check with your insurance companies because you may be very surprised that there are opportunities that are available to you. Uh, to do that. And many programs have payment plans too. So um, we do have ours at our center. And I think that talking to the financial person in the fertility center is, is very helpful to kind of know what's ahead of you. So that decreases, I think your stress as well. Absolutely. So I think we we're, we're good here. And I think you guys all know what to do to prepare for IVF, what to know before starting IVF. Um, and, uh, and oh, the other thing too is, is making sure whatever medical conditions you have are, are corrected. Like if you have problems with sugar or you have, uh, you know, problems with your thyroid, making sure that those are all normal. But, um, I think at this point we've covered everything and, and, uh, thank you for listening. And this is Dr. Carol Kowalczyk from Dr. C and the D and we'll catch you next time.